Craft Beer Radio, episode 151 on December 29th, 2009. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio, where you cannot listen to it in the last hour. I'm Greg Weiss. And I'm Jeff Bear. This week, what are we doing this week? Christmas beers. Christmas beers? You mean holiday beers, don't you? Let's contribute to the war on Christmas. Okay. Now we're a little bit late. Uh, snow and Christmas. Happy belated Christmas? Happy belated, very belated Hanukkah. And Kwanzaa and Eig and whatever other um, winter solstice. Yes. Yeah, I mean, the seasonal beers are basically... How would you describe them? They, they, I think they they tend to be uh, more on the old ale style. Multi spices are typically added. Yes, but with, with spice, old ale with spice. So we have uh, four beers for tonight. Several of them were sent in by listener Bill from Texas. And our first beer is uh, one I'm interested in trying is the Shiner Holiday Cheer. Holiday Cheer from Shiner. And I figure it's probably a safe bet to put early in the show because you don't expect. Full monster beers. Well, I mean, from, I think we're China. saving this one for last, I know, because yeah. you have to. Because that's 11%, yeah. That's the uh, yeah. Mad Elf from uh, Trogues. It's also one that we know we're going to love, because we, well, we've never not loved it. <laughs> it's pretty good. I wanted to uh, get to the, the beer store so I could get this year's Anchor Christmas to compare, mm-hmm. but I, I just didn't have the opportunity, so we're going to be doing a vintage. Oh, uh, Jeff, by the way, has an announcement. Oh, I do. I am having another baby. Well, actually, Heather's doing all the hard work. I did my job. And, uh, yeah, we're due in August, so it's, it's a bit out there. We've got lots of time to do a lot of craft beer radio before that. Then, then things might slow down a bit. Well, I'm kind of used to having a kid now, so hopefully. But we'll see. Yeah, yeah. And two to handle. You know, it's yeah. a little bit harder. Yeah, we'll see. We have to get a nanny for some shows. So, first of all, the color. The color is a kind of cola-ish color. Uh, a little bit... Iced tea, maybe? I'd say it looks just like Pepsi. You know, it's a, just like cola. So what are you smelling, Jeff? So <laughs> my nose... The is on you first. Yeah, so today's bizarro day because my eyes are itchy. My nose is um, stuffed up like I have allergies instead of Greg for some reason. I'm smelling something that's a little bit medicinal, like a cough syrup or something like that. Tell me what it really is. Or maybe like the fluoride treatment at the dentist. I'm smelling something like that. Go with me here. Bubblegum. Yeah. I mean, like I said, my nose is messed up right now, and I smell the fluoride treatment that I used to give when I was a kid at the dentist. Maybe bubblegum mixed with Hall's menthol. <laughs> okay, so it's this, it's this medi- <laughs> the, medicine-y yeah. thing? Yeah, there, there's something medicine-y there. Hmm. But it's not... It's not medicine in a way that it's like, oh, it's turning me off. It's medicine in the way that, let me keep smelling that. What, what the heck is that? I have a cheat here for you. It's on the bottom of the label. An ale brewed with peaches and pecans with natural flavor and caramel color. Yeah, that's peaches. That's peaches. Smell it again. Oh, it smells like peaches and cream now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's. thanks for putting the uh, little thought in our head here. So this yeah, is, how do you oh, describe a peach smell without without this, saying peach? I guess this, you would say bubblegum with Hall's menthol. Yeah, maybe. This is an old world Dunkelweizen brewed with Texas peaches and roasted pecans. I like Dunkelweizen, so let's see how I'm this I'm a goes. big fan of, of, of Dunkelweizen so much I like calling him Dunkelweizen because I yeah. like the word. 
It smells just like peaches and cream. I mean, it has peaches. It's not the. <laughs> it's not as antiseptic as I first thought it smelled. Now that I know it's peaches. You taste it too. Well, that would have tasted very off if I hadn't known it was peaches. You know, if I was not expecting peaches, I would have complained. I but think it's it's hard to say now that we know. Now that we know, but knowing peaches works. You, it has a very the the dark wheat flavors in there are mm-hmm. very pronounced. You get a lot of that. You get um, some of that rummy, some of that um, cinnamon flavor, and then you get this peaches. It doesn't have the cream. Like I said, it smells like peaches and cream. I don't taste anything that's analogous the to the I cream. Smell the peach. Okay. I, I smell not really tasting the pecans. Maybe in the aftertaste a little bit, but eh, the pecan I'm not really getting much of. The the peaches big time. And peach is good. Mm-hmm. Peach is very good. Yeah, pecans are generally, at least from my experience, a milder flavor in beer, right? And they're not something you... They're more of an accent. They're not really a flavor you pick up. Even like in a beer that's a pecan beer, they generally, to me, they don't stand out. Or at least I don't know what I'm looking for. They're not, they're, they're not the most aggressive of, of nuts. Those are in my pants. <laughs> Oh boy! But they are. I mean, they're 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 a festive ingredients. So I can see why they're used. I'm trying to to pick them out, and it's hard because the peach is so strong. That works. It really does. I got to give Shiner a lot of credit because we kind of we poo poo them when we drink Shiner Bach, but in the same way we kind of poo poo New Belgium when we drink Fat Tire, and then we drink the rest of what they have to offer. And make some good stuff. Yeah. They make some really good stuff. It's a good point. I mean, there are some breweries, big breweries like that, where their flagship really isn't that exciting. And, uh, I mean, when you compare Shiner Bach to real Box, it really doesn't compare, right? Because yeah. Shiner Bach, probably, for a beer geek, the name probably does it a little bit of disservice, right? Because they're looking for something else. Right. Or if you called it, you know... Shiner Texas Lager or something, then, then maybe it would have that same connotation. Shiner Texas Dark Lager. It's, yeah. just, it's too wordy when you can just say Bach. Yeah. So. But what, what, what else we had from Shiner? You had uh, their... Kolsch. I like Kolsch is really good. Um, I know you've had other stuff. And then their Hefeweizen's a little... It's. I'm really picky when it comes to American-made Hefeweizen's. There's only been a very few that I think are great. So Shiner, I know I've had their Hefe, but I wasn't super impressed with that one. But I'm pretty picky with that category. Well, they know how to deal with wheat, obviously, from this. This yeah. is a Dunkelfeis. Um I'm thinking this is like, this is what I want when I'm like at, you know, Christmas cocktail party where there's all the cookies and, oh, and yeah. all the, you know, the chocolates and whatnot. Just, I can see this going like with... Just the sort of cookie tray, you know, you find something in there that would tune in really well with this. Maybe those ones, aren't those those cookies that are like, like, uh. The winter doodles, like in. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a, there's a cookie that I've had before that it, it's a peach and maybe pecan, like combination, right? Maybe they made the beer based off the cookie or something. I don't know. I'm just trying to think back. I was never a big fan of nutted cookies, though, so. I'm going to let that one slide. I like this. I like this a lot. I I, really do. The more I drink this, the peach doesn't taste fake. The peach isn't overwhelming. You know, you would think it would taste a little extracty or something, but it mm-hmm. doesn't. It doesn't get too strong. It's right where it needs to be, the fruit. 
I am thoroughly impressed with this beer. Yeah, this is this is great. This is I really do recommend this for people. Um, you know, it's not a it's not a wow beer. No, it may have been in the first year of doing the show. We're, we're jaded now. It yeah. takes a lot. It's very good. I, you know, I, I give I give Shiner Spotsil Brewery a fair shake, but I still don't expect a beer of this quality when I go into yeah. one of their beers, and this is really good. And I'll mention it again. I always mention it. I love it when a place tries something different. I love when a beer tries, you know. I love it when a brewery surprises me with something that's I think is beyond their capacity, right? Well, it's, it's not just that. I mean, you know, like you know, we already talked about how we, sometimes we give China a short trip, but it's also they're trying something a little bit different here with the beer. I mean, a beer mm-hmm. brewed with peaches and pecans. You think it's China's okay, too well, big, China's too big to brew something that weird? You know, you might think that. At least I would, right? And you know we, we're always against discounting some something based on a label. Perfect yeah, example, right? I do get preconceptions, right? No matter how much I don't try, I expected a certain kind of beer, something lagery tasting, something you know where the fr- if I knew it had fruit, I'm like, oh, it's fruit's going to taste extracty. Uh-huh. And no, kudos, absolutely. All right, so we're going to stick in Texas for the next one. This one's also from Bill. This is the Saint Arnold Christmas Ale. St. Arnold is in Houston, Texas. That's what I thought. Just wanted to double check. Hate when I'm spreading misinformation on the show. I don't think there's any description of exactly what kind of beer this is on the label there. Yeah, this is just a, a standard winter ale from them. It doesn't seem to be spiced with anything. It's 7% alcohol by volume, 35 IBUs. And it was first made in 1995, well before we were of drinking age. And uh, it was their first seasonal beer. Mm. St. Arnold is the patron saint of brewers. Yes, it is. There's a little explanation here. Uh, a bishop of Met, St. Arnold spent his life warning of the dangers of drinking water and extolling the virtues of ale. Now... You'll get dysentery? It, basically. It, w- it was not because water was... It was not because ale is awesome and, and he loved getting drunk. It was, so, it was because beer was... Beer didn't kill you, and water did. Sure. The science of the time was because right. God blessed the, the ale. True. So. During his funeral, his pallbearers stopped to... It says slake their thirst. I didn't realize that was a word. But regretfully, there was just one mug of ale to share among them. Then a miracle came to pass that one mug never... That one mug never ran dry, and all of the thirsty mortars in the entire gathering were satisfied. Wow. It's like Hanukkah, but with beer. Was that one of the miracles that he needed to be beatified? You need a miracle, right? That's better than Jesus's trick. It is a little bit better, isn't it? And is not the dream of everyone to have a, you know a mug of beer that bottle was tankered. That, yes, yeah. That that's a miracle. Somehow, and for some reason, call me cynical. I doubt it's veracity. You just fudge the facts here and there a little bit. A little, you know, a little you're bit. good to go. So I, I, I'm still a little bit of, of, of a spicy-ish character. Spicy-ish? Spicy-ish. From the hops, perhaps? Or you think it's like spiced with something? Because from our material, it didn't seem to be spiced with anything. I it's was, hard to say without I was smelling a, um, a bit of... Oh, what's the word? I'm, there was... What's the word I want to look for? I don't want to use spicy... 
the malt has a bit of um, woodiness to it or something like that. Or maybe it's some German malts like uh, a Munich or a Vienna where you get that caramel, that toasty. But it all seems to be coming across a bit woody. Mm, right? Barky. Yeah, yeah, barky. Like, I'm thinking, it's been too long since I've had this, but I'm thinking like the Dogfish Head Chicory Stout, right? Where it has that... I'm thinking like maybe it's along those lines where like that chicory kind of gives you that little barky type flavor. Yeah, so think um, opening it at a hardware store, a big thing of wood chips, right? For for your um, it didn't say it was oak aged or anything either, so I wouldn't expect that to be I, the case. No, I get what you're saying. There's definitely a little bit of a sawdusty or woody type aroma there. Hmm. I'm pretty sure that's coming from the malt. The malt use. There's a lot of roasted caramel type malts here um caramel is not really the word i was looking for but you know dry roasted malts something like vienna or munich malt or something like that in there which i think is giving it a lot of the flavor the malty flavor um it's not a bad beer when you stretch the imagination it just came after a really great beer and that's affecting the way that i'm looking at it i don't know if it's affecting the way you're looking no, at it I'm, but I'm digging it it's good solid if I was trying to classify this, I would be tossing between like a, an alt beer and maybe like a Vienna lager. But it definitely it's ale right? It doesn't have the lager, the mm-hmm. cleanness to it. So maybe like think of a Vienna lager with ale yeast or something like that. I'm just trying to put some classifications to it for our listeners and what kind of what this actually comes across as. You're getting Vienna lager mostly from. Uh, I think some of the hot profile, you know, the body is definitely more ale-like and it's got more spiciness to it. So I might say, if you're going to put it on that scale, just think uh, uh, this 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 sucks American strong ale with with spices, <laughs> but that's essentially what it is. Yeah, but the malt the malt character is way different on this, and it's only the kind of thing you can get from like. One of those German malts, the Munich, the Vienna, where you get that 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 toasty, that crusty, the bread crust type type flavors in there, and you don't get that with caramel, right? Caramel malts give you the the sweeter, the the more toffee like flavors, and this one's much more the bready flavors. So, I think it's an interesting hybrid beer, and I have to call that because it's definitely an ale, and I think it uses malts that are traditionally lager. Beer type okay, malts. Okay, I can see where you're coming from. It's growing on me the more I taste it. I'm digging it. Um, I, it's it's a good drinker. It's uh, it's not it's not screaming Christmas like the last one. Well, the last one screamed Christmas so much as screamed different. Mm. I don't know. I, I mean, in the mindset of we're drinking Christmas beers, that one I think fit right in with the the tray of Christmas cookies type thing, mm-hmm. right? Where this one, this I was also thinking when you were when you were talking, I was thinking, you know, would this be a Bach? But it doesn't quite have the the, um, the roastiness, the sweetness that a Bach has. There's a little bit of sweetness and a little bit of alcohol in the end. This is 7% alcohol by volume. But it's still a pretty dry beer. So, I mean, let's put it this really way. This one, you could conceivably slap a different label on it, throw it out there, and have it not be known as a Christmas ale, right? Well, sure. Yeah, I mean, you're not tasting nutmeg. Right? Yeah, you, a beer with nutmeg, you know, has to be a Christmas ale, or, or you're crazy. And you know, we're not quite there. The, the Shiner one could be a summer fruited beer too, right? Right. 
maybe a little bit like instead of a Dunkelweiss, you put a Hefeweizen and now it's summer beer. So. I, it would, I think it would be fine as a Dunkelweizen. You know, it's a summer beer with peach. Peaches are a summer fruit. Struggling with what you would call it if you don't call it a Christmas ale. Yeah, I th- I think Christmas ale is good. I mean, fine for it because if my deductive abilities are anywhere close to accurate, it's it's definitely a hybrid where it's these you know these lagery malts with these with an ale yeast and the 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 hops are they're in there they give a good balance but they don't really stand out. I so I can't really tell if they're American with West hops or whether they're German hops or what they used at all. It's hard to tell. I thought it tasted a little bit of. Um, Spiciness, a little bit of earthiness at the at the beginning, but the hops really aren't standing out for me anymore. But I am digging this overall. It's very drinkable, very balanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the more I the more I taste it, the more I I enjoy it. I think I was spoiled by the first beer. In You're still coming off the ledge. Yeah, exactly. It was like because I was you know had pretty exceptional beer there, and then mm-hmm. you know, I have this beer here, which is not bad, not exceptional. It's kind of like. Uh, ho hum, but then you know I came around to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the order of tasting is very important. If we had the opportunity to preview every beer, we would do them in an optimal flight. But that doesn't make the show what it is, does it? It does not. I'm a hard time thinking what I want to to pair with this, you know, kind of beer. I think this is going to be a main course beer, right? You put this with maybe some some roasted poultry or something like that. I think that's where I'm looking at. You know, where you get some some crispy skin on there. I think mm. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I think duck might be a little too strong for it, right? I'm thinking more Fatty. of a I'm thinking more of a turkey chicken type type bird. Breast particularly since it's so dry. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can see that. I could also see it going with pecan pie. Um Yeah. It would actually help temper some of the sweetness of a pecan yeah. pie. Because this beer isn't really sweet at all. I mean, it doesn't lean towards the sweet side. It's good and balanced moderately dry yeah they're both good pairings for this mm-hmm. thing but yeah it's a good balanced beer i like this i would love to know what the brewers call it you know maybe they maybe they're a peter Bukart type person and they refuse to play by styles but you know what would you call this all right what else we got let's go on to the uh, grandpappy of christmas beers anchor brewing anchor. company they've been doing christmas beers since i think 1975 Good old Fritz. That's a long time. Um, oh, we got a gusher. Gusher, gusher, gusher. So let's see if this thing tastes a little funky or if it tastes fresh or you know clean. I guess is the word I'm looking for. It smells spicy. That's for sure. I can smell that from across the room. Sure does. Wow. Oh wow. I left the uh, thing here on the table from the whiskey fest. This is a uh, Buffalo Trace flyer, so it shows all the antique collection whiskeys here. We were talking about it a little bit, and uh, I was telling Greg, you know, I, I think I'm becoming a bit of a whiskey fiend. I find myself like craving, like taste of whiskey now. And Greg asked if we we're going to do a new show, and I'm like, I don't think we can afford um, craft whiskey radio. <laughs> no, we may get some enterprising you know, people sending in some stuff. But it'd, it'd be pretty sweet if we could get the distillers to send us whole bottles of, of bourbons and whiskeys, but. Dude. That sounds like a dude. Can you imagine? That's that, that sounds like a little ambitious right now. Anyway, back to the beer at hand. This is the Anchor 
2008 Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. That's basically what's on the label. Yeah, Anchor Christmas is the short name, but it is Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Every year, this recipe is different. They spice it differently. They put a different tree on the label. That one looks like some kind of fur or something. I don't know if that, I don't think they put it on the label what kind of tree it is. No, they just have the name of the artist. Unless the name of the tree is Pinius Jeffries. <laughs> it might be, actually. That might be the uh, the uh, genus and species. Anyway, it's named after me. Uh, the Anchor. Clearly. The Anchor. <laughs> I discovered it, don't you know? The Anchor. It's right there. I discovered it, too. <laughs> the Anchor Christmas is always a heavily spiced beer. This year is no exception. Things like, um, I haven't really smelled this one, but you know, nutmeg typically plays a very large role in the thing. Um, I'm trying to think what other spices are prominent year after year. I just think I, it's always generally a, a nutmeg bomb for sure. Let's see what we got this week or this year. Now, the first time I sniffed it, I took a big sniff and it made me sneeze. That's how spicy it was. Yeah, if you crushed up nutmeg, it would smell a lot like that. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously fresh nutmeg, not the stuff you buy in the store, which is basically cardboard at that right. point. Don't you keep a nutmeg in your pocket for emergencies? Alton Brown does, no, but I do not. He also heaps a spoon. <laughs> does it taste a little sour to you? I think that might be why we had the gusher. Only if you pointed it out to me. I don't know if I would have mm. pulled that. These beers typically age very well. Um, there's guys who do, you know, they've been doing these for 30-some years now, right? So there's guys that do, you know, 15, 20-year vertical flights on these things. So it's not really a bad thing that I kept it around for a year. But this bottle... So let's see what we do have, but I, I don't think this is optimal. A lot of spice up front. A lot of prickly, prickly spice. Uh, yeah, so- lots of carbonation. Instead of getting any kind of maltiness, it's coming through as a little bit cidery, a little zany, a little, little acidic. I yeah, think some bugs got yeah, in there. You're right. Yeah, a little, a little lambiciness that's mm-hmm. kind of reaching the back there. So, yeah. well, if we get some 2009, drink it sometime before the snow melts. We have time. It is Pittsburgh. All right, Greg brought in a beer from the trunk of his car. So it's nice and cold. Yes, he uh, he uses his trunk as a his beer cooler during in the this wintertime. time of year. It, it it makes sense unless unless I see the temperature is going to drop below a certain. It's like twelve below. You got to like worry about yeah. your bottles cracking. Sure. Right. This is the Lancaster Winter Warmer Ale. It's not technically a Christmas beer. It's a seasonal ale. But you guys won't uh, you guys won't care, right? They all said right. So heard them in the future raisiny it reminds me of something like anchor porter where it's this raisiny type porter or maybe like a baltic porter where it's a little bit i hesitate to say cidery again since i just use cidery to to disparage the uh the anchor but a baltic porter has that really cidery slash raisiny flavor and so does the anchor porter in a very good way it's one of my favorite porters I think this has some of that in it. Oh, it is to. it is really cold. I need to warm this puppy up. It's like it's refreshing, nice and cold. But I know I can't describe it to everybody with it being this cold. 
We're drinking these out of uh, relatively thin snifters, so our hand should impart a fair amount of heat on it rather quickly. The, our very last beer, the Mad Elf, is brewed with cherries. And I wanted to get through a show because we we say cherry so often. It's kind of become a go-to. And I want to try to get through a show without saying, oh, this smells like dark cherries. This really does smell and taste a lot like uh, dark cherries, uh, dark tart cherries. I failed in my mission, but I think that if my mission is to accurately describe the beer, then mm-hmm. I didn't. Yeah, I mean, so I get what you're saying. Where I'm thinking, like, it reminds me of like a like a black forest cake or something like that, right? Get the chocolate cake, get the cherry mix in there, chocolate icing, and I'm getting the cherry, not the chocolate component, but more of the cherry component of that. Like, you get that definitely a wild dark cherry, um, kind of what you get in wild cherry ice cream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it also has a sweetness to go with it, too, so... Mm-hmm. From, from the malts. Yeah, wild cherry ice cream is, is, is probably, you know, obviously it is not milky and doesn't have the consistency. It's mm-hmm. it's liquid. Right. Uh, but it's... Um, it does have a distinct, you know, a pretty clear cherry flavor, and uh, I don't know whether cherries are actually added... Or whether that just comes from what they put in here. I know this is an old ale, and old ales can mm-hmm. get those flavors. Yeah, I mean that—that's when oxidation goes well, right? Old ales typically need to have some kind of oxidation, and you want more of the cherry or sherry type flavors as opposed to the cardboard, wet cardboard type flavors, right? Because um, oxidation could go either way. In old ales, you typically want to go the more desirable route. Yeah, you don't want really want a cardboard. I mean, yeah, I haven't had a beer that you know <laughs> prides itself in tasting like what cardboard. <laughs> that would be a great a, a great beer label of nothing else. <laughs> Here's the cardboard beer. That's it. You know, make a barley wine and call it. You know how barley wines all have the old something uh-huh. name. It was old soggy box. Old soggy box. That'd be the greatest barley wine name ever. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a metal winning beer. <laughs> I'm going to be brewing a uh, Belgian triple for kiddo number two. Another one, huh? Hmm? Another one, huh? Another another Belgian one. triple. I did you bar- already did that one. No barley wine is what I did the first time. No, but I mean you already did Belgian triple. No, I haven't. Didn't you do one for your no, wedding? No, I didn't make beer for my wedding. Oh, I brewed. I did. Oh, I brewed an extract triple for my uh, sister-in-law's wedding. This one's going to be better. This one be like Westmall. One of the like, full-bodied, um, brown sugary type triple, I guess. You know, like, mm-mm. I figured that'll age a good 20 years. So <laughs> I was being able to do another barley wine, an imperial stout, or a triple. And uh, I guess I could, you know, quadruple is an option too. But I just felt the triple would be the interesting way a to quad go. would be awesome. Brewing a quad, just, just the, the challenge of brewing a quad. I mean, yeah, I, I guess it's not all that challenging. The alcohol will hide and getting it to ferment out right. Yeah. I've, I, it, me in particular, I've had problems fermenting out high alcohol beers, so I'm a little gun shy of doing something that's, you know, much over ten percent. Um, I need to get some big starters and maybe some pointers, but I think the triple will go well. 
I got a bunch of gift certificates from Northern Brewer for Christmas and my birthday. So I placed an order and I got five, five, is it five or six? Either way, I got recipes coming for the next five or six brews, 10 gallons a piece. So I have a lot of beer. You still not bring anything I want you to brew. What do you want me to brew? Like a jiggle vice would be awesome. I'm not, I'm brewing, um, I'm doing, I'm doing a gumball head clone. That's kind of (laughs) cool. I'm doing, um, brew a pilsner for me. Brew me a pilsner. I'm going to do a, uh, Belgian. I know, I know. I'm going to, I'll get to a pilsner. I was looking to see if I could find a good Dortmunder recipe. I'm going to get one from Keith, I think. But, um, I'm going to be doing a Belgian golden ale. I'm going to be doing the gumball head. I'm going to be doing a, um, an extra pale ale. I want to get rid of some American hops. I'm going to do like a... Well, I guess since you already did your wife, you're going to be doing all these. Ha! Yeah. Um, finally, my Lancaster's warmed up enough where it doesn't taste icy and chilly. Yeah, it definitely... It's nice and smooth, isn't it? It is very smooth. It's, um, it's a little bit of roast in there, but, it's, I mean, the color on it, you know, is is dark it's it's cola colored again but it doesn't really taste portery i'm pretty sure it's it, not too it's sweet 7.7 or like eight percent so it hides its alcohol pretty well i think and it's um it's got the, the, this definite cherry flavor to it but it doesn't overwhelm you with it mm-hmm. i don't I'm, I'm almost positive now that's warmed up that there's no cherries added right that's just from the malts mm-hmm. but no it's quite enjoyable Lancaster Brewing Company, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Actually, or, uh, they're in Wilkes Bear. Oh, they're brewing at the Lion. I guess so. Okay, so it's bottled at the Lion. Interesting. Did I say it right? Lancaster. Yeah, I think that's the right way to say it. Just call it Lancaster. That's I mean, that's you no, know, it's Lancaster. You know, I'm. I go off and on at the pronunciation key thing because it's like sometimes I want to pronounce things right, and sometimes I'm like, come on. You don't really need to care. <laughs> like I, but, you know, I say Dunkelweiss just because I think Dunkel is an awesome word, not because I think you have to pronounce mm-hmm. it Dunkelweiss. You have to pronounce right. Dunkel. Dunkelweiss is incorrect. Right, right. I just like saying Dunkel. Dunkel. Yeah, I, I generally don't say Dunkel. Yeah, and most people do say Dunkel. Yeah. And, I was, you know, and I have no problem with that. And, you know, people say Hogarth. Are you sure that a uh, German would say Dunkel over Dunkel? Uh, I know that sure. a German that I talked to said Dunkel. Okay. All right. So, a German said Dunkel, and that's enough for me. Sure. Okay, so we're on our last beer of the night. This is Mad Elf. From Trogues Brewing Company, this has nothing to do with the Bad Elf and the Very Bad Elf and the Insanely Bad Elf from, um, I forget the name of the brewery, but imported by the Shelton Brothers. This is brewed by Trogues in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Ale brewed with honey and cherries, and this thing weighs in it a monster, 11% ABV. We've had this several times in the show before. It is one of our um, sort of go-to Christmas favorites, I think you could say. Yeah, they um, they have some fun. I mean, they do this beer. They've been doing this beer for forever. But now that they're having more fun with their Scratch series and whatnot, they did a beer, they do a beer over the summer called the Naked Elf, which is the Belgian beer that's in here with no honey and no cherries. That thing is surprisingly good. Uh, I mean, it's, it's nice. So you don't need those extra adjuncts to, to make this beer good. I think they they put this beer in oak. They do all kinds of goofy stuff with it. So 
You can smell it right off the top, the honey. Yeah, it has, it has that, that zing, right? That yeah. How would you put it? It's almost like a, a lemony effervescence to it. You know, that's what honey gets when it ferments. Would you Would you agree? Lemony, is that a good way to call it? Or? Lemony is, is, is overselling the point, I think. Okay. Um, how, how would you describe fermented honey aroma? Work with me here. All right? Sure, sure. Let's get some okay. words on this. All right. Picture, if you will. See, I'm getting kind of screwed up because this one also has a ton of, of um, like, Belgian Pilsner malt type aroma to it, too. You're getting a lot of that zingy, spicy aroma from the from the Belgian malts, or the Pilsner malts. Picture cooked butter. Okay. And mixed in with, with, with that cooked butter is a distinct kind of sugary, cinnamony burst of air. That's kind of what honey smelt fermented honey think, smells like. I, I think there needs to be uh, some kind of mint component to that, either mint or anise or something. Fermented honey has this spicy, minty zing to me somehow. I'm not sure exactly what I would put behind it, though. Maybe a little bit of wintergreen. I don't know. It's hard to say. Okay, all right. Try this one. Picture bee vomit. Put it so eloquently. Yes. Picture pollen that is ingested by a bee and then spit back out and put into a comb-like substance. And then it's stolen by this human, which puts it in a machine and it extracts it. <laughs> and then you put yeast on it. And Imagine that, if you will. Yeah, picture all that, and, and you get a sense of what the honey might smell like. Okay, so the more I smell it, the more I smell esters from Belgian yeast... And like a Pilsner malt, you know, I'm getting more of that. I'm not getting, actually in the aroma this time, I'm not getting a ton of, of cherry or honey in the aroma. Now, when I take my first sip, it's this delicious cherry flavor. Mm-hmm. I think this might be last year's Madolf. I think you might be right. First sip I had was kind of like, hmm, that doesn't taste as great as I remember. The second sip, oh yeah, there it is. So give it that second sip. I don't know. The first sip I enjoyed thoroughly. I got a bunch of... I got this burst of juicy cherries and and some maltiness to back it up. The honey is kind of lost on me still. Well, I think the honey is there to balance out the cherries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you smell... It, uh, it adds to the alcohol, I think, but it, it doesn't come through in the taste so much, which is... I guess good for you who aren't all those who who are not fans of honey, which I doubt there are many. I've increasingly enjoyed and become a big fan of using honey in dishes that I make. I, I was kind of never a big fan of honey growing up. I didn't use it very often, so you know, sugar and other stuff. But honey as a way to soften a dish, add sweetness, but without overbearing sweetness, it really does work well. This beer, I'm trying to think when the last time I had Mad Elf was, and I think we had some in the beer fridge at work, and I had you know just a couple sips recently, and it seemed a lot more lively and vivid and zingy than than this one is. So I'm pretty sure this one's a year old, but I'm really enjoying the the mellower Mad Elf. I'm, I'm digging this where it's more velvety and 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 luscious. It's the kind of thing you. That I see putting with you know a um, big chocolatey or savory type thing, where the the other Mad Elf is more of a, 
something used to, to cut fat, where this one's not really a fat cutter for me. Lots of cherries in the flavor. Like I said before, I'm getting um, Pilsner malt, I swear. I swear I'm tasting like that. Why do I keep saying Pilsner malt? What, what exactly am I tasting that makes me think Pilsner malt? Let me try to put some words behind that. My vocabulary is failing me right now. It, it's not as bready, right? It's more crisp. It's more... Um, more, I guess, a little bit of vegetable, right? Where it's where it's um, it's more barley tea-ish. See, if I I would think something the opposite when you if I was describing something barley tea, I'm thinking. You ever had barley tea? I've had wort. And that's typically technically a barley tea, right? I mean, like actually, like barley. Like I've had barley tea. Oh, okay. I didn't realize it was a real thing. I thought you were talking yeah, about no. taking barley and steeping it in hot water and making tea. No, no. I actually, right. steep it in cold water. Okay. I have, has, some, I have it, some I can bring. But it's a tea. It's like a Japanese. A it's a Japanese okay. thing. Okay. It's good. The eleven percent is is starting to. Uh, my, I'm getting a little fuzzy around the peripherals. Well, you have some s- fresh sourdough, as I understand it, I upstairs. I do, yes. Just that we can it. use to, to but like, lay see, our you stomachs. Know, like, in, like, right around here, in my peripheral vision, get a little fuzzy right now. The, the 11% is uh, is adding up. Fine. But then again, okay. I have more me. Congratulations. I mean, I'm I'm not bad yet, but can definitely like every sip of this beer, I feel a little bit more stacking on. It's like, oh yeah, Mad Elf. I am I, I am fine. I'm actually so I don't think we're gonna pull out the uh, the uh, bonus beer for the. I'm the show fine here. with what we did. I think we did a good show for 151. Our uh, our it's a high alcohol show for uh, for 151, which is Christmas beers for being you know Picardy, right? Yeah, Jeff cool. did make a, a, re- a suggestion that we start the show by drinking Do a shot of flaming 151. <laughs> Do you even have 151? I don't know. So that would have taken a long time to prepare. Yeah, <laughs> run everywhere since the liquor store is closed already. And- we could probably get some of Permanis, but then <laughs> you have to do it there. Yeah. yeah. Let's not bore the uh, listeners of the Pennsylvania liquor laws. Okay, I believe it's ranking time, right? It sure is. This is tough because aside from the the spoiled anchor Christmas, I mean, some beers were very Christmassy, mm-hmm. and then some beers weren't that Christmassy. But these other four beers were all quality beers. Absolutely. All right, so I got my order here. After much deliberation, the uh, 12 angry men inside my head finally figured it out. And uh, fourth place beer will be the Lancaster Brewing Company Winter Warmer. And I will call this a hard luck loser. I, I, so I mentioned to Greg in what was uh, when we were off the air is I'm, I was worried that I was penalizing Lancaster because, to be honest, they're another brewery that I don't have super high expectations for. I think I got rid of that bias and I had to put him last because the beer in front of him is the St. Arnold Christmas Ale. And I really appreciated that that malt flavor that was in that beer. Really dug that. It was a really good drinker. It was nice and balanced down the middle. And um, I just think I have to put that above the Lancaster. So that's the, the lower tier. Then we got the top tier, which is between the Mad Elf and the Shiner. Do we like the cherries or do we like the peaches? 
And I'm going to have to say that I like the peaches. I'm going to put the Shiner beer as my top beer of the night. It was fruity and spicy and went well with Christmas. And, man, I don't know. I just, I don't think I'm promoting that because I had lower expectations of Shiner brewing beers or of of Spitzel brewing beers. But I just really enjoyed that. And the Met Elf was close behind it because I liked this what I thought was a mellower version of Mad Elf, where it was a lot more malty and a lot more cherries than the hot alcohol and the zing that I was expecting from from a Mad Elf. There's my ranking. Mine's different. You went last first, I'm going to go first to last. Number one, Shiner. Shiner wins. The, I totally agree with you there. The, the peaches... <laughs> I, I, I very, very it's much funny find because it, we thought it smelled yeah. medicinally until yeah. we knew it was peaches. Right? Once you find, once we found out it was peaches, it was like, whoa, okay, there it is. And then we taste it, and like I said, if we would have tasted it without knowing it was peaches, we we might have think might have been thinking, what the heck is that? But when you knew it was peaches, and when you you see how well it's integrated, oh man, it came off great. It was just it, it was the beer of the night that I just wanted more of. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was. It was, and, and the more you drank, the it didn't pile on. The flavors yeah. didn't get overwhelming. Where I guess you know, if you were comparing it directly to the Man Elf, the more you drank the Man Elf, the more fatigued your palate got. Where the Shiner didn't fatigue your palate for me. If I had a chance to buy a case of any of these beers, and I did buy a case of Lancaster, or so but if I had a chance to buy any of these beers, that it would absolutely be this one. I'd buy a case of this in a second. It was great. You don't think you get sick of? If no, you had drink no, the whole no, case no, yourself? I don't no? think so. I okay. think it was great. It was really enjoyable. Uh, and I definitely think you should seek this beer out because this is a really good beer. I agree with seeking the beer out. I'm not sure I could drink 24 bottles of that all by myself. Uh, my second beer is your last, the Lancaster, just because it was so smooth and really drinkable. And, and, mm-hmm. and really, it was that smoothness that, that, that really came through. And I, I like old ales. I, it, it, it's well known for anybody who listens to the show how much I like old ales. And I like that, the flavors that come with it. And then uh, while it didn't try to do anything particularly special for the holidays, you know, it wasn't exactly mm-hmm. a Christmas beer, didn't spice it up. It's just a very enjoyable beer. Uh, my number three, I'm going to go with the St. Arnold. Because the spiciness was, you know, nice, but it's kind of subdued. The St. Arnold, I remember really, I remember thinking, meh, and then really enjoying it. Right, because you had to get your expectations back right. in line after loving right. the, the Shiner. And uh, so that went with me really well. I just, I'll stop there, because I don't really have any, any more coherent thoughts on the matter. Mad Elf Hard Luck Loser third, fourth just simply because it wasn't as tasty as other Mad Elfs I've had and I'm Do you think it was different from other Mad Elfs It you've was had? a little bit different Or do you think just because the experience of tonight made it seem different Like I thought Mad Elf Flight helps always I, I was expecting Mad Elf to be a little more effervescent, a little more golden in color than this richer darker cherry flavored beer yeah. But the label on it says uh, this ruby red beer. So, why was my expectations wrong? I'm not sure. Why were your expectations wrong? Because maybe they changed the the recipe. I don't know. I I, I don't. Th- I wouldn't I, expect that. I am not. I was we not both, as we, thrilled with Mad Elf as I have been in previous, uh, in in previous incarnations. And frankly, to to me, it was not the it was not the second, third, 
a second or third best beer of the night. It was it it, it landed fourth, even though mm-hmm. not a bad beer by any stretch. Right. Thank you for listening to episode one fifty one. We'll be back uh, in a reasonable period of time with one fifty two and onwards. One fifty two is coming next, really. That would be my guess. Thanks, thanks for letting everyone know how to how count. time works. Yeah, that's yeah. great. <laughs> Incrementing <laughs> exactly. Incrementing one hundred and one by Greg Weiss. Hope you enjoy the lessons. Thank you for listening to Craft Beer Radio. With questions or comments, you can email us at beer at craftbeerradio.com. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. The opening and closing music is Last Rock, the band The Lights Out. You can listen to more than music at the website, thelightsout.com. Some people get a longer fuse. I was never a big fan of nutted cookies, though, so... I'm going to let that one slide. I had someone nutted in my cookie. (laughs) (laughs) That's not how they got pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) I've never called her a cookie, but sure. (laughs) You nutted in that cookie, all right? Dropped your pecans on her peach. (laughs) (laughs) Wrinkly pecans. (laughs) Slap it up against it, up against the peach.